Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. You didn't hear what I said? Start counting. One by one. Get on the back porch. Like grandma used to say. Lord, I thank you for my children. Oh, I remember about shouting young. He would just shout all over the church. In those overalls. Big, big split between his teeth. And they would get perturbed because shouting John would shout so much in church. So somebody had the audacity to ask shouting John, why you shout so much? Proud of you shouting and tearing up the church. Shouting John says, you see those head of hogs over there? God gave them to me. You see them roosters and chickens over here? God gave them to me. You see those collard greens and those mustard and those corn stacks growing over there? The Lord gave them to me. You see that plump woman standing on that front porch? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hey, the Lord gave it to me. You see those 10 children playing out there around that porch? The Lord gave it, gave it, gave it. The Lord gave it to me. I tell you what, hold my mule. I feel a shouting coming on right now. Hey, it's shouting time. And he starts shouting all out in the field. Don't you let nobody take your shout. You better rejoice because God's been good to you. Start counting your blessings now and you will shout. You'll shout. Hold your name, man. Oh, God. You see, folks, I love Isaiah 57, 16. It says, for I, God himself says, for I will not fight against you forever. Something in that. I, God, will not fight against you forever. I will not always be angry. <laughs> like this. Boy, y'all didn't see that passage. Yeah. If I were, all people would pass away. <laughs> all the souls I have made. God said, I can ill afford to stay angry at you. <laughs> In other words, God is saying, you don't want me to stay angry too long. Because if I stay angry too long, 
the sun will bounce away. The moon will stop shot. If I stay angry too long, I'll, up, I'll turn this world upside down. And I'll destroy all of you on the spot. You start praying that I don't stay angry too long. You don't want me angry too long. Don't you know who I am? I'm the same God that spoke and said, let there be. I can speak again and disintegrate everything. It's good that I don't stay angry. And I want to tell you today, my, my friends, it's good when you too don't stay angry. You stay angry too long, you tap your house. You stay angry too long, you at the divorce court. You stay angry too long, your children run away. You stay angry too long, you tap the church because of undealt with anger. Let me give a couple of more. I ain't got so happy here. Number seven. Know who you are in Christ. I, I, I said again, know who you are in Christ. You know, you can do anything when you forget that you're a child of God. You get what I said? You know how you can act up and act a fool? You forget that you're a child of Jesus. You forget, let me put, you forget whose child you are. You, you ever told your children, Look, now, don't you go to that school, down that business, and mess up my name. <laughs> and you know what? God is saying that about y'all. Some of y'all messing up the name of Jesus. You're messing up it. You've forgotten who your daddy is. You forgot that he's your daddy, and you're a Christian, and God expects you to act like a Christian. To live like a Christian, to walk like a Christian, to have the disposition of a Christian. Know who you are in Christ. As a child of God, your personal worth is founded on the truth that God loves you. Jesus died for you and the Holy Spirit indwells you. And Now you say, well, but Pastor Draper, tell me how I can act such a fool with the Holy Ghost in me. You know, you can do that. It's because you take your eyes off the Lord. You get away from the word and start living in your carnality. Start living in the flesh and in your emotions. And when your flesh takes over you instead of the Holy Spirit controlling and governing your life, you begin to grieve the Holy Spirit and you do the very things you used to do in your pre-converted state. Let me tell you something. There's nothing too low down for you to do, even though you know the low. That's right. No, 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 no. That's right. All you got to do is take your eyes off Jesus. You cuss somebody out and say, I thought I was delivered from that. Well, you were delivered from it. Your anger got the best of you. That's right. You cuss somebody out. You, you, you put a gun to your head and blow your brains away because you take because you take your eyes off of Jesus, even though you're saved, you can do the most damnable thing. You believe the devil's lie, and he takes you out of this world. You see, that, that, that's what we need to realize. We need to know who we are and let the Holy Ghost control us. Only when you deny self and allow the Lord to be in control of your life 
and not your emotions? Can you genuinely be healed of anger and respond to others with love and compassion? John 13, 34 through 35 says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Listen, you can't truly love your brother or sister and harbor bitterness and anger and resentment against them at the same time. Number eight, there are times when your anger or criticism is legitimate. There are sometimes when your anger or criticism is legitimate. Seek the Lord's timing as to when to address an issue and then speak the truth in love. Say love. Sometimes you could be right as you could be, but it's how you say it. And it's when you say it. And so you have to trust God for the how and the when. It was Thomas Kempis who said, when anger enters the mind, wisdom departs. Learn to speak the truth in love. When anger enters the mind, every ounce of wisdom that God has given you, you can't see it. It departs. Proverbs 15, 1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs them up. I mean, when you're upset, will yourself to say what you would normally say. That's how you know you're maturing. I mean, years ago, you'd have slapped somebody down. Come on here. Slap somebody down. But now you say, you know what? Uh, that hurt me and that was wrong. But I forgive you. And I'm praying for you. And, and you need to be praying for me right now, too. Don't y'all say amen. Hey, we both need prayer right now. And, and, and it's real critical that you exercise spiritual maturity. Someone has to be the bigger person. Why do I have to always say I'm sorry? I get tired. Of, I always have to say I'm wrong. Why, why I always have to apologize? You know, how come they can't do it? What's wrong with them? Have you? If you ever said that before, raise your hand. Come on. Some of y'all lying now. You ain't raising your hand. You know. That's right. He said, why you do? Because you are a Christian and you saying you're spiritually mature, then you have to do spiritually mature things, which means swallowing your pride and doing what you don't want to do. Even though you might be innocent. If that's going to bring peace to your house, that's going to bring peace to your husband, peace to your wife, peace to your siblings, peace to whatever. It is. Listen, tell, what did I do wrong to you? Listen, I tell you what, I am so sorry. I am so good. But can we heal and go on from here to there? And you said, but what if they still reject it? Well, then you've done all you can do. You pray, live your life. And don't live in guilt and don't live in regret because the truth be told, you can't change them. God has to change them. Okay? But, but you're free. You're free. They're not in your court anymore. They're not, they're not in, you, you, they're, you, listen, they're out of your court. 
So you do the right thing. And then don't allow what they refuse to do to hinder your walk in freedom. Huh? Huh? Let me do one more and I'll just stop. This thing is so... You have been trying to get through with the series, but the Lord won't let me get through. Because the church is in trouble. Leadership is in trouble. I'm talking about overall. Churches are splitting. They're kicking out pastors one after another. Folk fighting, backbiting. They're acting like the church of Corinth. All over America. Here's something. Now, I'm going to stay on this one. This is number nine. I don't think I can go any further because I don't think you can handle any more. Anyway, not today. Number nine. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom to deal with issues in your home without exploding. Now, I've gone from the church to neighborhood, politics. Now I'm coming to your house. <laughs> That's where all this stuff comes from anyway. <laughs> right from your house. You said, no, I didn't. You wouldn't, some of y'all didn't speak coming up here. That's why you can't say amen. So now, let's go, let's go home. Let's go home. Let's start meddling a little bit. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom to deal with issues in your home without exploding. You say, I don't explode. I don't holler. I don't scream. I'm nice. I'm calm. I'm tranquil. Let's, let's check you out. Who left the dirty dishes in the sink? <laughs> Frustrating over the unclean house, you fix it up. And then when you go in there, there's stuff all over the toilet seat. Don't raise the top up. Poor wife can't do her business. I'm, that's just a third, I'm, I'm just starting. Some of y'all telling me to stop right now. Leaving empty containers, empty containers in the refrigerator. See? <laughs> look how y'all look at each other. Oh, look at y'all. <laughs> I mean, you know you need that water pitcher. That water pitcher is just as empty. You thirsty, you want a cold drink of water. It's sitting there big and empty. And nobody knows who did it. Y'all saying, stop, I'm killing you. <laughs> Who left the twist tie off the bread? As a matter of fact, where is the twist tie? <laughs> you trying to knock the thing? You ever got, couldn't find a twist tie? And then you got to put the little thing in a knot so the bread won't go stale? <laughs> Not cleaning the table after eating. Not wiping the counter after a spill. Here's a bit. Where is that remote? And that man had it last. Borrowing and not returning. Borrowing without permission. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Men, say what you want. I know you're the head of the house. 
but don't you dare go in your wife's purse without her permission. Somebody said, you ain't lying. <laughs> don't you dare go in her purse. You might find something you don't want to see. That's her purse. Stop invading. I'm the head of this house. That'll give you the right to invade her privacy. Now you ought to be able to open the mail. That's fine. That's y'all mail. Okay, whose name on this? Y'all mail. But I'm talking about personal, personal. You ought to have a loose private space somewhere. Leave that wife. Per- you ought not be short of change and go take her money because you messed over yours. <laughs> or vice versa, she go in your wallets and take 20 out. And you at the stove thinking you've got money. And you look there and you're $20 short and they forgot to tell you they took it out of the wallet when they should have told you. A matter of fact, they should have asked permission and let you take it out and give it to them. That's just called respect. If, if, I'm, if I'm telling the truth, why don't y'all say amen? amen. That's right. Don't, don't do that. Uh, I remember a long time ago, I'm not calling no names. I had members. The husband kept wanting to go in the white purse. Kept wanting to go in the white purse. And one day she just got fed up to here with him going into her purse. And she just decided, you not going in my purse today. And you know what happened after that, don't you? She had the purse. He had the bottom part. And she had the handle. And they were pulling Back east and west. And east. <laughs> and after a while, the purse was incidental, and they were at each other. And they fought like cats and dogs. So the wife went and called the police station. I'm not going to say which one. I'm not giving you any clues. The police came and discovered all this hell in the house. She called him. He looked at them. He said, you know what? I'm taking y'all both down. <laughs> See, sometimes God fix you real good. <laughs> See, God knows how to fix you. God gets out. And so he didn't take one. Took them both down. Took them both down. He had been here in the middle of the night. Reverend Drayton. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm in jail. <laughs> We in jail. <laughs> Said, what in the world? How did these are great people? How did you get in jail? You wouldn't believe it, Pastor Drayton. <laughs> and I said, Oh God help. And it went on from that's another story. But anyway, I'm just saying, leave that purse alone. Yeah. And respect each other's space. Amen? Uh, Let me tell you this too. In the home, it's not only those kinds of things, but we also have the insensitivity of the spouse. You're just insensitive toward your husband or toward your spouse. And you've been insensitive so long, you don't even realize you're insensitive. And for some of you spouses, it's an argumentative spirit. 
you try to tell, I don't care how calm you are and how, and, and how you try to approach it and how humble you try to be, that person always come up with their opposing point of view and, and is thrown into an argument to the point that they, you can't even get your point across because the wife or the husband have an argumentative spirit. And, not, and so you're trying to decide, should I talk? Because if I talk, we're going to end up fussing. But if I say nothing, I'm mad because I can't talk. So now you're in a quandary. You understand? I get it if I do, and I get it and I don't if I don't. So you just hold it and stay mad. <laughs> That's just a talking to me over there. <laughs> you know what is bad for a marriage? Rudeness. Just rude. Just rude to your husband. Rude to your wife. You disrespect them in public. Disrespect them in private. Just don't care. You just brush them over like a broom on the floor. Selfishness. Embarrassment. You know, instead of respecting your spouse. I love my spouse. I'm not going to disrespect Darlene in front of y'all. But you know that disrespect started at the house. If they disrespecting you at home, you know what's going to happen. It's going to fall right on over into the church. There are some pastors' wives that tap the church. I'm not going to call names either. Again, I got some pastors. The pastor's just sweet as he can be, but the wife, oh my goodness. She's just loud, cantankerous. She's over all these ministries and tearing up the church. Questioning her husband, going against authority, and folk begin to mess with her because they know she's going to act a fool. Mm-hmm. Y'all listening now. One spouse is ready to go while the other one is habitually late. I'm changing the subject now. Some men are just as late. They can get up two hours before and be late. And then there's some women. Ooh, they late. Now, it's a sin of omission for them to match their clothes up on Saturday. I don't know what's wrong with Saturday. I got that way back at 3510 Kaplan where I took everything out. You know, I'm telling you right now, I do, I do whatever I need to do on Saturday. I'm mad. This that I have on now, I'm praying about, Lord, what should I wear? It's all everything. I, I get up too early to be figuring out what I need to match up or what I need to wear. I'll be in polka dot up here if I had to dress myself on Sunday morning. And then you know what? Then you can't find one stocking or you can't find a shoe or you can't find the sock or the jewelry or, and, uh, and it just goes on and on. Now you mad. You, you're a half hour late. You know, a train stopped me on the way to church this morning. Sure did. Going out Nacogdoche. I said, here this train. I saw them the other light. And I'm, I was trying to get to church for 6 o'clock, at least 5.50 in the morning. I was trying to get to church. But you know what? I was still on time. Why? Because I made time for the choo-choo train. Okay, I made, so the train came, the train went, I went on, still here. And Daryl met me here that time of morning because I left 
in town. Stop saying that train stopped you, that slow driver stopped you. It was construction down the street. You supposed to make time for that. You there 50 minutes early for a coffee break on Monday. And through eight inches of water and you on time. You dragging here 30 minutes late and don't even get convicted by the Holy Ghost and leave early so that you won't get in the traffic going out. Don't shake five hands. Don't pray with the, with the person next to you who just may be suicidal because you were in such a hurry. You see? And uh, here's the last one, and I'll be done. Why on this side of heaven is there just one sheet of toilet paper <laughs> on the road? They're all over. Look how y'all looking. And one sheet. There you are sitting there. One sheet. <laughs> and there, when you get yourself together, you go out there. And the house explodes. And all God's children said, Amen. <laughs> oh, God. And Father, thank you for this message. Oh, Lord, we see it from the scripture. God is asking Cain, why is he angry? But all the issues that we covered today, we need to be asking ourselves, why are we angry? Because the truth be told, a whole lot of this anger comes straight from the home. Lord, help the home. Help marriages. Help the children, the grandchildren. Father, heal the sibling rivalry. Heal relationships. Forgive us where we failed you and allowed anger to fester much too long. We love you, Father, and we thank you in Jesus' name. And all God's children say Children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, now good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.